It's Monday, April 11th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle. With Tyler Gates, Russ Campbell, and Aaron Bewley, it's episode 248. I think Russ is out on assignment this morning. I'm going to start using that because it sounds more professional. So it's just me and Tyler. <laughs> very <today>. professional. <laughs> <laughs> Russ is out on assignment. That's what they say on uh, Squawk on the Street. So I like it. Yes, we'll start, we should we'll start that. using that. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, dude. So they actually, you know, I'm fascinated by how like the production of a lot of this stuff and their opening monologue is all screen red, same as ours. If you haven't followed in the past when I mess up something that's written in the little notes. And then after that, it's literally, you know, they sit there and they look at each other and they're like, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about this or do you want to talk about that? And then obviously they have producers in their ears as well. And they're, and you know, they'll say something every now and then they're like, I'm going to overrule the producer in our ear and we're going to talk about this, but we'll go back to that, you know? So it's just interesting, but how you doing, dude? Yeah, that's cool. I'm doing good, man. Sweet. It, uh, it was a really nice weekend. Uh, it's a really nice day today. I'm sorry. I'm inside working. I should be outside working, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Weather's good. I, I did a bunch of projecting this weekend. It always feels good to come off the heels of a bunch of little projects. So I'm in good spirits. How about you? Nice, man. Yeah, I um, I worked really hard on Saturday. I got up, started chopping down some trees on the side of our house uh, where we're going to keep our RV. We had some new concrete poured and nice. uh, there's some, a few trees that were kind of in the way uh, once we backed the RV down and chopped them all up and burned them. Then I did uh, my CrossFit workout for the day. And then I rested just a little bit, and then I went and ran nine miles. Uh, so I, <laughs> I vowed to take it easy on Sunday, which I did mostly. <laughs> a lot of laying around, um, but I did a few small projects, just like fixing some door handles and uh, random little stuff like that. I mounted a TV in my office, and uh, you know, man, it was a good weekend. It was a good weekend. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, that sounds pretty intense. Yeah, I am trying. Yeah, I'm trying to get to, and I've got another, I'm going to go do another five miles this evening after work, but, uh, and went and had, went and did CrossFit over lunch. I'm trying to push myself physically to the new levels and see what I can achieve. But, uh, yeah, anyway, this is the tech podcast. Um, (laughs) yeah, maybe exciting. I don't know. I find it like mentally cleansing. I don't know if that makes any sense. Maybe. Yeah. I've heard people say that. I do not get yeah. that out of exercise. My wife and I disagree on that front. She she finds it, you know, like that. She likes the way she feels afterwards, and she likes where her head goes. Uh, yeah, I, it does not work that way for me. I don't know if it's maybe you haven't tried going what. long enough. Because usually there's there's some hurdles right at the beginning mentally. But if you go Could if you go longer, be. you find this piece. I don't know. Yeah. All right. I find that in in my projects. That's why I like to build stuff. Oh yeah, in woodworking tinker, and stuff. Modify. Yeah. Yeah, all, yeah. all of it. Like just if yeah, I you just get lost together, in that. even digging a hole in the ground, you know, it's just it's mindless yes. in, in a lot of ways, which is fun. And then, you know, it's just sort of mentally consuming. You gotta plan it, then you gotta do it, then you gotta troubleshoot, then you gotta fix it, and all that stuff. And so that's, yeah. that's where I find my mental peace and yeah. my knees don't Same. scream at me as much. <laughs> yeah. Totally get it. Okay. Uh today in tech history. This is a cool one. Apollo 13 launches to the moon on April 11th. Remember the movie? I do. Did you watch it? Yeah, it's pretty good. I've probably seen that five or six times. But yeah, April 11th, you got to guess the year. But uh, the third lunar landing mission 
is successfully launched from Cape Canaveral, Florida, carrying astronauts James A. Lovell, John L. Swigert, Swigert, Swigert. How do you say that? I don't know. And Fred W. Hayes. I, so. I you'd think at this point that I would have a memory for this, but I, I simply do not. I'm gonna go seventy. Gosh, would it be seventy? Yeah, why not? Seventy-three. Seventy. Nineteen seventy. Oh, not bad, dude. I would have. Yeah, I would have gone with something like 73 as well, just knowing that 69 was the year that they did land on the moon previously. Yeah. But yeah, interesting here. Fast. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the spacecraft's destination was the Framaro Highlands of the Moon. I love that we've named all the little aspects of the moon. <laughs> where the astronauts were to explore the Imbrium Basin and conduct geological experiments, after, but after an oxygen tank exploded on the evening of April 13th, However, the new mission objective became to get the Apollo 13 crew home alive. So, and you all remember the movie. Good movie. Go watch it. So, yeah, but I would have guessed, yeah, I would have guessed it was a few years later. Apparently right? not. Because this was the third short months later landing mission. Yeah, April 11th. So, because the previous Stand one was land back to back. Yeah, it was like summer of 69 or something. Anyway, summer of '69. Just, <laughs> nice. I don't, I don't know the tune of that song at all, but that, I feel like that's lyrics that are real. Are you a good singer, <laughs> dude? Our, I've known you yeah, for like 25 years, and I don't know that I could tell you one way or another. Like maybe if you were, then I would have known that, right? <laughs> Not. But I don't chance. know you as a bad singer. Well, I I don't sing, so there's that. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> but neither do I. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> Learning new stuff about uh, I would prefer whistling over uh, singing, though I probably yeah you're a good whistler all that well either. You're a good whistler. All you right, know who else is what probably a good about? whistler? Elon Musk. Mm. I don't know that he's a good whistler at all, but there has been I'm, progress in the whole uh, Twitter activist investor stuff. Um, I'm, I'm sure most of our listeners that care one iota about that have seen because it's all over headlines today that Elon yeah. has chosen not to join the Twitter board, which I thought it was really interesting what uh, Twitter's leadership posted, right? You know, yeah. The, the yes. memo, internal <laughs> memo or whatever it was, where the board basically starts out by saying, we thought the best thing would be to shackle him with fiduciary responsibility. And then immediately the next paragraph turns around and says, and he said, no. So we think that's the best path. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. Wait, what just happened? <laughs> Yeah, Dissonance I think when, in seven lines of text. Yeah, was that I think uh, Paul Paul Brarin dropped that in the TBP community chat, and I think Kieran, Kieran said the same thing. Paragraph said, yeah, one. That was my first thought too. Yeah, they say that him joining the board was the best path, path forward. Then, like four sentences later, in, this, in the next paragraph, they say that him not joining is the best option. <laughs> You're just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder too, like, there's a bunch of other stuff that happened, like. Over the weekend, Elon was tweeting all this stuff like, should Twitter turn their headquarters into a homeless shelter? Yes or no? Should every... Yeah, dude, like there was five or six of these. Um, Should everybody that does... Yeah, should everybody that does uh, Twitter blue get go through the verification process and get a check? Should blah, blah, blah. And and then half of them were deleted by Monday. And so you wonder if some of it was the board just saying, okay, uh, this guy is out of control. Um, or my other thought on it was what if Elon wanted to own 
more than the what did they say like no more than 14 point yeah 14 point something percent sure if after they they put that on him um they then he just decided well i would act i'm actually more interested in owning more of twitter than i am in being on the board yeah um, and so i'm gonna turn it down because he wants yeah to buy I, more. It, I don't know and exactly yeah maybe, maybe that's maybe that's the answer i i noticed there was one uh what is this tech meme that's got it in there but it said apparently he's he liked one tweet that just says he was told to play nice and not speak freely so that was on the heels i guess of the deleting of all of the stuff that was deemed critical of twitter Mm. it's an interesting position though um obviously he's got plans we mentioned this last time so i don't think he's yeah. been into this you know blind or or you know as a meme effectively but um you got to wonder exactly what his plans are like not joining the board is is very interesting from a direction perspective but what's the benefit in him even doing that for him uh, i mean i i don't know i I get, I get it from the Twitter perspective. I mean, the I wasn't really thinking about the fiduciary responsibilities that you'd have. Yeah, but what's in it for Elon? Means that you if he does do it, who knows? Uh, yeah. Other than he gets a, an official voice in what they say, but I, I would, I argue, argue he does have an we've official. Proven voice. pretty well that activist <laughs> yeah. investing is sufficient enough. Like he will have influence over who gets to sit on the board, anyways. Um, yeah. You know, I guess next comes the complete replacement of Twitter's board and the firing of their CEO, if he so deems, you know, he wants that to work that way. And I don't know, I, I don't know enough about Twitter's ownership to know if his significant stake right now is enough for him to completely turn things on its head. But I wouldn't be surprised. 10 percent's an awful lot. Yeah. So it, it'll be easily scoop up more. Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. Um, he probably still is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you think about the the question? I was a little bit torn on this with the homeless shelter thing where he I think there's some nuances to it, but he basically just said, look, um, you know, nobody goes into Twitter's headquarters. Should we just turn it into a homeless shelter? Oh, that's easy for him to, to anything that. about that background. Yeah. Or is it really? Yeah, he, he lives in Texas. Just, now. Just, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, Jeff Bezos rung in, which I don't know if he's tweeted in years and he did. He responded uh, and he said, it's a great idea or just do a portion. And he pointed at what AWS was doing, worked out great for uh, for them and makes it easy for employees who want to volunteer. So, yeah, yeah it's I mean, an eight, I, eight floor family homeless shelter so attached yeah, to their I, uh, downtown Seattle location. That's interesting. Um, I, I think. I, if that's the direction he wants to go, it certainly seems altruistic enough. It seems odd at the same time. Like, what? Why is he bringing this up now? I, yeah, I, I quite simply don't know enough about it. I don't know that I have well, a strong felt, feeling one way or the other. It, it felt to me less of a hey, let's help the homeless and more of a, a stab at, at yeah uh, at on-prem work. Like, uh, you know sure. what I mean? I, I don't know. No, no, exactly. That's, and that's, that's why I'm, I'm not really weighing in that much because I'm certainly not going to poo-poo on the idea of basically providing homeless shelter, but right. why are we talking about corporate headquarters and homeless shelters in general? I mean, there's a thousand ways that they could contribute to solving that problem. They could right. donate the land, whatever. It's just, it's yeah, an odd, well, it's an odd take. Yes. Okay. Thank you. That's what I was, that's where I landed on it. Cause I didn't, I didn't want to outright be like, uh, no, don't help the homeless. Yeah. But here I am no, thinking, no. like, how, how, what, like, why are we having this conversation Twitter's, about the yeah. Twitter? <laughs> is Twitter the best, like, 
governing body to open and run a homeless shelter? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like to your point, just give the land away if that's what you want or whatever. I, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Or sell it. I, I don't know. But uh, help no, your fellow man. I, but it just seemed like a weird, it just seemed like a weird thing to say. Well, and that's like so much of what he's doing. What, what I don't understand with tweets like that too. And again, I'm, I'm going down a rabbit hole just thinking through this, not really being that familiar with it. But it, like he owns a lot of Twitter now. That mm-hmm. seems like it's poking at Twitter, which doesn't seem like a great idea. Like, why would you why would you make fun of your own baby? Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's yeah. his plan. Maybe he doesn't care. Maybe, maybe welcome to having Elon's billions. I don't know. Um, he's a, but I, he's but a I, chaos monkey, right? When you think sure. about what he did, where he's like, Tesla stock is overvalued. And then right. it shot up, right? And then he and then he goes, <laughs> is Twitter dead? And then like all this engagement blows buys up. It. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then buys it. And you're like, what? What are you? <laughs> Oh, interesting. Uh, and apparently he did update his, uh, what, the 13D, his, uh, what's that, the mm-hmm. SEO filings, um, basically saying he noted the agreement not to try and pur- purchase more than 14.9% of Twitter shares. But reading through this, I'm wondering uh, if he basically said, I, I know it's there, but I'm not going to follow it. Why does it specifically mention that? Hmm. Director's deals off the table, new documents there, what changed? The only significant difference is section four, which previously contained language limiting must to 49% of the company. Now that language is gone, replaced by a note. Yep, there you go. So yeah, so that's probably certain. what it is. It's a it's it's an open I door want for more. a takeover attempt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's got the money to do it. Why not do it? And if, I, if I, they're it, that makes me curious if there were negotiations for the board seat that were like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, take that language out and and we can talk. And they were, and they said no. And he's like, great, I'll buy enough to make it make it the way I want. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. Yes, I'll own fifty one percent and I'll There's change. No winning. Deals. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, to have all the money in the world, though activist investors don't necessarily need their dollars to do their things. They can use other dollars as well, right? Yeah. Get partners. Get yeah. pockets, all that sort of stuff. It's he's obviously got uh got a plan. We need to so see let me ask goes. you, let me ask you about this this next thing. Um, so Netflix is rolling out a double thumbs up rating option. Now I, I what Netflix has some revenue and margin growth um, issues. They've kind of hit a ceiling here, and they're toying around with other ideas on how to how to force people to not share passwords and all this kind of fun stuff. But mm-hmm. this to me looks dumb. Um, but they're saying it's going to help refine content recommendations with ever with whatever it is that you watch. You can thumbs down, you can thumbs up, or you can double thumbs up. So you like or love shows a difference, I guess. Coming thoughts, soon, dude. Thoughts on that single, at all? Like I double thumbs down, thumbs up, <laughs> single double and thumbs double. up, triple thumbs up. Not a star rating system, people. It's thumbs. <laughs> what about and a there's thumb a up negative the side? I don't know. There's no negative yeah. stars. We have thumbs downs. This is uh, this is game changing. It's it, this is the future of uh, rating systems. Star system clearly just, doesn't work. So type it up. No, um, I'm I'm all for tweaking algorithms to try to figure out how to deliver better content recommendations to, to folks. I mean, I, I think they tend to be pretty useful for people who watch lots of content. It's nice to have it say, hey, you might actually like this. And I would argue at this point, it's like has actor in it. 89% match to what you watch. It's like, yeah. wow, that's not useful at all. 
Like mm-hmm. they all have people in them, but um, I double thumbs up seems way to implement. Like we want you really you. to tell us if you like it now. There you are. Yeah, double thumbs. So, and apparently too, they had initially named it two thumbs up the feature. <laughs> they had to scramble to rename it because two thumbs up is still trademarked by the estates of Siskel and Ebert. That's so it's, awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. They call it double thumbs up. <laughs> it's like also ridiculous. There's got to be better. Yeah, there's got to be better stuff to work on, y'all. I don't know. I mean, I guess I get that. That's that's a really really interesting. Like, I we I know we get down into the rabbit hole of like copyright protection and and intellectual property and that sort of stuff in general. But the idea that two thumbs up is is effectively not usable by someone else because of Rupert and Ebert. Now, part of me completely understands how iconic it was to them and what they were doing when they were doing it. But this concept of like owning two thumbs up indefinitely, that kind of blows my mind and is really just sounds ridiculous. And if it sounds ridiculous, it might be ridiculous. Dude. I mean, it harkens back to when I was growing up and the razor blade industry had one razor to shave your face. And they're like, now with two razors, twice the cutting power. Fast forward 18 months. Now with three razors. And then you joke about it and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Next year we'll have four razors. And they're like, now with four razors. When do we get to like five thumbs up? I'm I'm telling you, five notes. It won't be five thumbs up. This is what's going to be so groundbreaking about it. They're going to have one thumbs down two thumbs down probably can actually have two thumbs down but that's not trademarked and then they're going to have one thumbs up double <laughs> thumbs up and three thumbs up and everyone's gonna be like oh my gosh they're bucking the trend because of trademarks and it's not stars everyone's oh, gonna go crazy the content will be delivered better that's not true you just need a friend <laughs> all right and what's maybe, next? <laughs> maybe that's the key two thumbs up is how you feel really strongly about it Three thumbs up is you felt so strongly about it that you brought a friend and you both kind of agreed that it was really good. Yeah. One and a half thumbs each? I don't know. (laughs) Let me jump to YouTube real quick. I got super (laughs) excited about this because uh, there was a big announcement today about YouTube having picture in picture on iOS. And that's all I it said. That. Like the news was, yeah, it was YouTube. I saw your this, tweet. YouTube that, that YouTube this. There was no specification about it being YouTube TV. And YouTube even tweeted out, hey, we're doing this. And then like <laughs> three hours later, there was an update. Oh, sorry. We mean that's just not YouTube what we TV, meant. not actually YouTube. <laughs> well, YouTube TV has had this feature now for like a year. I don't understand. Like, why is this breaking news? Because every, you tweeted like, about it. It got well, everybody all the thought it needed. We didn't do yeah. anything this year, but you're talking about it anyways. <laughs> It's just frustrating. Sucker. And I don't understand why they don't just enable that feature with YouTube, with regular YouTube. Because don't you have it on your Absolutely. on your Android? Everything's everything yeah. can be picture in picture on Android. What is this? The 80s? I know. It's like it feels intentionally, <laughs> intentionally I don't know, dumb. Yeah. They they gotta they gotta get you fiery about something. Yeah. Not something. And the whole article. Either. Yeah, the articles still read the same. It's like YouTube now, picture in picture, and then all the way at the bottom is just like update. Nah, this isn't actually Only YouTube. Not it's YouTube TV. Really. Only not really. Yeah. It's like the entire article is clickbait. Yeah, the whole thing. Cool. And you have to Love swim that. through all the ads and then that. find out at the bottom. Nope, 
not real. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That is terrible. And I would be very irritated, but I tend to skip over most of that stuff. Um, and, and occasionally, you know, that, that doesn't work in my favor, right? Like, uh, my phone will get some new feature. And since I ignore all of those, uh, articles and headlines and stuff like that, I'll like Mm -hmm. stumble upon it four months later and be like, Whoa, that's cool. And Russell mentioned that it's been there forever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I guess I've been missing out. But I didn't waste my time reading their clickbaity articles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. That stuff in general bothers me. The uh, it's funny. I actually saw a a post on Reddit that was criticizing an entire sub for the way that its uh, titles had started to be started to be written, where it was all like this tease at the beginning, and it just made me immediately think about how easy it would be and is to be just steered down a path on these platforms um i actually think that's one of the things i like most about twitter it the the collapsed content capabilities basically like that that limited tweet text box and maybe some images and things like that it it limits how likely you are to just get garbage sometimes and big old asterisks maybe one and a half thumbs down i don't know but it's it, it's all just kind of right there on the surface and and if if it's not if it's not interesting enough right there because that's more than a title you know however many characters yeah. 280 now right it's more than yeah. a title i'm not going to go read another tweet i'm not crazy about like the the big twitter roll up things anyways um it's like that's the go write a blog if if you're gonna do that. Sure. And I'm I know I'm being overly critical here. It's fine. Sometimes I read them, sometimes they're very interesting. Sometimes it's telling and you mean the, threads, the only reason like I found it threads. yeah, the only reason I found it at all is that it happened to be on Twitter. So what else are you gonna do? You know, link to a yeah. blog? Well, some people no, that's, swear that's by it. Not some some of the either. some of the larger yeah, creators on Twitter swear by it. I get yeah. it. I totally get it. And and I like so I'm trying not to be too critical there, but I really do like that it's not just a headline and then a bunch of, you know, like garbage. I it just feels like, and maybe it's who I follow or who I don't. Um, I feel like the lead doesn't get buried as, as much on Twitter. It's like, it's right there in front of you and it's concise yeah. and it's supposed to be. And I like that. It is supposed um, to if be. If it's not, yeah. then I don't follow those people. And maybe that's right. why I don't see it. Yeah. The threads, threads. I mean, I'd never thought about it this way, but I think threads feel inherently anti purpose of Twitter. Yeah. You know, well, you, I mean, remember, remember all the pushback, even bumping it from the original 140? It's like, no, that's yeah. not the point. And, and obviously, people <laughs> immediately brought up the hundreds of ways that you could basically write books in Twitter. But, um, it, it is, it seems an- antithetical to have long content on Twitter. And I like that. Yeah. Like, it not, not because I have a goldfish attention. Sometimes I do, but, uh, it's just, I, I don't know. Like I said, it seems like more of the more of what you are expecting to see is right to there on the surface. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I need That's news I fast. And like, so put this TV on the wall. And I was, I think I was telling you in the pre-show, use it to just like run stock ticker pricing and maybe YouTube videos or whatever. Charts. Um, or or you put like tweet deck up there, and I just get a constant feed based on different subjects or whatever. Um, but if somebody posts a thread, I'm not going to see it that way because it's not the way it's it's meant to be. Anyway, but uh, whatever it is, you were saying something. Oh yeah, the the tweet um, character count. I can't. Mm-hmm. 
excuse me, I can't remember if, if I saw somebody say this or it's just like popped into my head, like Elon's going to buy 51% of Twitter just to change the, the character count to like 420 or something. Just like, that's how chaotic he is, you know, <laughs> just, just, uh, internet that does sound right. Meme ridiculousness. Okay. And I'm okay uh, with all of it. So long as he doesn't completely kill Twitter. Yeah. 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 What else we got? Um, Epic Games receives $2 billion investment from Sony and Lego's Sony. parent company. Yeah. Wait, Lego has uh, a parent company? I know, right? I, I was actually, I saw that headline and Lego? I had not dug into it, but who owns Lego? Is that, it's not, is it like, like Mattel or Mattel something? Or something? That's weird. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, uh, oh, the Lego group. Oh, there you okay. go. It's like yeah. Alphabet and Google. Yeah, got it. Okay. Got group. it. Got it. That's uh, um, that's cool. I'll let, um, I'll let Russ talk about that. I don't have much to say yeah, on that, but it says Sony even... and the Lego family bet big on the metaverse with two billion dollar investment in Epic Games. Well, there you go. I guess uh, Epic is expected then to turn um, what uh, Fortnite into more Fortnite. Yeah, metaverse if Fortnite Fortnite's. is our future for metaverse, I'm out. I'm not, I'm not completely against the metaverse, but if Fortnite is our future, I'm out. That's enough internet um, for me. Yeah, it's probably enough internet for most people, except that I don't <laughs> think we're the target population for the metaverse either. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think we're aging but out. Our kids are. Yep, we're aging out. Speaking you of constantly kids see they're like metaverses. My kids just got big into Minecraft, like all three of them oh, yeah. all at the same time. And, um, I like when I played Minecraft briefly because uh, it was just like digital Lego for me. It was brilliant. Um, they they all play together in creative mode and make ridiculous yes. things, and it's actually really cool to watch it. Um, it's a it's a very neat creative social. They all sit in the same room with their friends sometimes, playing Minecraft in the same world, working on the same stuff. Yep. And so it's it's <laughs> way more social than Minecraft was when I was playing it which is yes. Eon. Kennedy and Reagan would have their neighborhood friends come over and sit <laughs> yes. in the same room yes. just to play Minecraft together. That's exactly what my kids are doing now. I love yeah. it. So okay. they're already meta way to go kids. Yeah. Edge, edge yeah. of the curve, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And you see, I don't know why, like what are people's expectations for the metaverse at this point? But I have seen no less than like a dozen articles saying, Sexual harassment, you know, even for kids or whatever, is still a huge issue in the metaverse. I'm like, yeah, duh. Like, this is on the internet. I don't, I don't know. I think about that though. That is that is so sad. Like, oh, of course it's going to be toxic and and horrifying yes, and and terrible in every way. It's the internet. It's like, yes. what have we done? How did yes. how was this take, a surprise to you? you know, of like, course, this is an most, issue. Well. It, yeah, it, I think it's still sad though. Like it, it highlights. Yeah, it is absolutely sad. Don't take your seven-year-old and just failing of release them. Yeah, right? that's true. What's the? I feel like I talked about this in the podcast a long time ago. I have got to find this article, and I feel like it was in a, a Scientific American or a Popular Science, one of those two, very specifically. But I could be totally wrong too. But there's an article, and it was like a, a response, you know, like a note to the editor sort of article. And um, it's called Bats with Bombs. And, and I'm going yes. to find it and I'm going to tweet about it. But every time we talk about like 
parenting responsibility for kids in digital ecosystems, metaverse or whatever, Fortnite, I don't care. Like that article immediately goes into my brain because it's all about bad parenting. (laughs) And it it is so appropriately hilarious that, that I can't not remember it. Yes. I mean, the, the metaverse, whatever you think that is or whatever that is, the metaverse creators are not responsible for raising your kids. You are responsible <laughs> for what you expose your kids to. And you need to be cautious. And yes, they need to do their best efforts to keep that, you know, trash and, um, you know, terrible experiences uh, as close to zero as possible. Um, you're also responsible for your own, you know, online security and your own, you know, like you make whatever. Sorry. Let me get off my soapbox. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what the, I, yeah, I don't know. I can't even find it. Googling it. I, I wish I, maybe I made this up. Maybe it was a dream. I don't know. I know it's a thing. Uh, and what I the bats with bombs thing. thing. Yes. No, no. You've talked about it many times. I know. Just I know. It's, it it's fine. I should rewrite it at this point if that's the case. But no, it's it's very real and it's very funny. And it it is basically you can't lose your kids with in that case a cell phone and expect anything but the worst things to happen. <laughs> Weird. If you Google uh bats with bombs, you get some pretty crazy stuff. Bat bombs were an experimental world world war two weapon developed right. by the and that's US. actually what the that's what the article is about, right? That this is Wikipedia, and the, the editor is referencing that experimentation. And it's really yeah, yeah. funny okay. because it just starts by talking about what we did with bats and bombs in World War II and how it ended so, so badly. And that's that's the metaphor. It's like you gave a seven-year-old a cell phone with unfettered access to the internet in all of its glory. <laughs> we, we strapped <laughs> bombs to bats, and they wrecked us. <laughs> Yes, you Aaron, get what you deserve. Yes, okay, it's okay. Yes, I I get it. Uh, Aaron, I so I, well, I just didn't realize the I didn't realize the historical nature yeah. of this. I thought it was just like this theoretical, like no, 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 thing. no. We actually but tried yeah. this, and and this is what made the article so funny is that he's referencing that the author he she I actually don't remember who it was, but they're referencing this experimentation. And it's like two pages of telling the history of bats with bombs in World War II and how it always went poorly because the bats were totally unpredictable and it very often led to catastrophic ends, but unplanned, right? Like our own stuff blew up. All the bats blew up. Cars blew up. People died. And and it was it was just I shouldn't awful. be laughing. The, the outcomes were always catastrophic. They were always terrible. And, and then the, money- the last... Is it what? I'm sorry. I was just say this is a Monty Python sketch, like with the <laughs> at the the Afri- like the South African swallow or whatever it is. Oh, nice! The, the yes, migratory yes. birds carrying coconuts. It says tests were used to determine how much napalm an individual bat could carry, determining that a 14 gram bat could carry a payload of 15 to 18 grams. And you're just like, what? And then it says errant bats from the experimental bat bomb set fire to the Carlsbad Army Airfield Auxiliary Air Base in New Mexico. And it shows this massive fire. And you're just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then my brain cuts to the uh, cuts to the Top Gun clip uh, where he calls them in there to yell at them. You know, I'm like, oh, somebody, somebody got their butts handed to them after that experiment. Yep. 
Oh, Anyways, I, I have not been able to find what article this was in. If anybody's listening and they have been able to hunt this down, it was just beautiful because it was, it, it was like I said, it was a letter to the editor sort of style. And someone had posted a question and just said, you know, I, I gave my seven-year-old daughter, son, whatever it was, my cell phone. And I came back 15 minutes later and they were like Googling naked people or something. It, something just obviously inappropriate for a seven-year-old and the editor just goes off on this tirade about bats with bombs and tells this entire history of, of all of our mis misdealings with bats and bombs and then ends it with you gave a seven-year-old a cell phone you got yes. exactly what you deserved <laughs> yes exactly do, not do that <laughs> the bomb consisted of a bomb-shaped casing with over a thousand compartments, each containing a hibernating Mexican free-tailed bat with a small timed incendiary bomb attached. <laughs> this this article is nuts. Such an obviously terrible idea. I it was conceived by a dental surgeon from Pennsylvania who was an acquaintance of First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, very nice. <laughs> I think that was in the article, this. actually. Like this was this was Eleanor Roosevelt's pet project, a pet project of hers, or at least that's what a it was pet. indicated. It's funny. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. She must have been a Batgirl. Oh my goodness. Zing. Adams wrote about anyway. this idea of incendiary bats in a letter to the White House in January of nineteen forty two, yeah. a little more than a month after the attack on Pearl Harbor. <laughs> he was intrigued by the strength of bats and knew that they uh, roosted before dawn. He also knew that most of the buildings in Tokyo were constructed of wood instead of concrete. He believed if time release incendiaries could be attached to bats, some kind of container holding them could be dropped over the city after dark and the bats would simply roast and burn Tokyo to the ground. Which is terrible. The plan was Not subsequently funny at all. approved by the, the president, President Roosevelt. <laughs> That's funny. In his letter, Adams stated that the bat was the lowest form of animal life, and that until now, reasons for its creation have remained unexplained. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he went on to espouse that bats were created by God to await this hour to play their part in the scheme of free human existence and to frustrate any attempt of those who dare desecrate our way of life. Wow. wow. Wow, like that's the, the a article really just gets strong language crazier. about bats. <laughs> yes. That just that went down a rabbit hole real fast. All right, I like take my us somewhere else, Tyler. Take us somewhere <laughs> yeah, else. Get I us need, out. I need get us out. Oh my gosh, I don't even know where to go. Um, I don't, the headlines. I feel like we've tried up the most interesting ones. Uh, I did see. Oh, I didn't. I didn't get to read about it too much. But um, ours actually had something we've talked about a few times uh, in their top three today, and it was about dealership markups and how they're getting crazy all over the board. And apparently, people are starting to sort of track it. And this was this is close, near and dear to my heart. In the process of buying a truck, I found nothing but frustration with uh, the current state of supply and demand and vehicles and markups in particular, whether it's in the used market, which I understand a good bit, you know, that makes a lot more sense to me. But then the new market and dealerships, the, like far overshooting MSRP prices for, for vehicles. I'm not saying they can't, I'm just saying it feels dirty and wrong. Um, but uh, it's it's kind of neat that this is getting as much attention as it's getting. And it, I mean, it, it basically applies to every vehicle out there right now. Oh my gosh. 
a dealership in Oklahoma added an extra $200,000 on a new Hummer EV. A $200,000 markup. Is it the first one being sold or something? Golly. There's a Rivian in my neighborhood now. Is there? Cool. Yeah. Next street over. I need to go talk to them and then criticize the design of the headlights right in front of the owner. Wow. Because <laughs> I still think they're trash. <laughs> but whatever. Terrible. The truck's cool, but the headlights are terrible. We should go over and check out the path through. Did they get the cool camper edition or whatever? Like the camp kitchen? Uh, I don't know. It's still the coolest know. thing I've seen. I've seen it driving down the road. I haven't seen it paused in the middle of the road, disassembling the different components. Cooking? They should cook Cooking. It on the side of the road. In the middle of the road? In the middle of the road, yes. Man. Wow. Yeah, no, this is an interesting article, though. It talks about uh, 9-11, the G3. We talked about the my neighbor and what he ran into with the... the um, yeah, with the C8 Corvette. Z06. Yep. Yeah, and uh, of course now there's Hummer EV. We've heard a lot about the um, uh, the Bronco. Apparently, the Maverick, mm-hmm. Ford Maverick, is also seeing that. The Lightnings have already been criticized. Uh, you know, Ford was actually trying to kind of come down and reel some of that stuff in. Um, I have run. Into, I haven't seen. I haven't seen it talked about as much. But uh, Super Duty trucks are in that. Um, and I, is that the right like three quarter ton and and one ton trucks and and bigger right like super yeah. duty i think is that's ford's nomenclature for it but you've also got heavy duty Correct. from like gm and, and chevy and power um, wagon for dodge or whatever the heck they call it i, I, I think the power stylish. wagon is just one particular style they're they're oh is it i don't think they have an hd designator or anything like that because that's that's what i ended up ordering and what, I'm, hmm. what it looks like i'm actually going to have for this summer is a, a 3500 but it's not like a 3500 hd or sd like ford or, or jc yeah. does right standard definition, so anyways high definition. it's just yeah exactly um, it's it's they picked the wrong they picked the wrong uh nomenclature but um yeah anyways that was a bit of an offshoot i'm not i'm not i think the the generic term is just the class of vehicle which is three quarter ton one ton and larger and it you know obviously that pushes into the commercial commercial vehicle space pretty quickly but i don't see a lot of articles about it but i've seen how bad that market is firsthand because of looking for a truck and um it's it's crazy it seems to be pervasive in the entire new and used car market it's wild mm-hmm. did, did you did you hear about the uh the the cruise car that got pulled over no so Cruise is a driverless um, company when they use Chevy Bolt EVs. And there was a video showing a driverless car being stopped by the police and then attempting to drive away. And it went viral <laughs> over on social media. <laughs> it was in San Francisco. I guess the police stopped the car. It was, it's an autonomous vehicle and there was nobody sure. in it. And presumably it's because the car's headlights weren't on. Uh, the officer walks up to it. And on the, on the footage, fun. yeah, they say there's nobody in it. And then a few seconds later, the, the officer's turning around and the car just takes off again. <laughs> and then it parks like a few blocks away. <laughs> and Cruz is saying, hey, you know, we did we did the right thing. We yielded to an emergency vehicle. Um, and then, you know, after it was over or whatever, it, it went off to to park and wait for its next uh, next command. So interesting. It's interesting. That, that, and they didn't they like didn't the find it. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It it didn't receive a citation or anything. It's just it's an interesting kind of one of those, I think we're going to see more of these 
um, oh, I would expect into so. the future. I'm yeah. curious though too, and it's neat that they didn't find it. I, I think that's probably the right answer. But an argument could be made, unless it's mechanical failure, right? And and then mm-hmm. I think totally appropriate have it over. Somebody is going to get the fine. That'll end up with some curious yeah. uh, end results, I'm sure. But um, if the lights on a vehicle like that are off, then chances are the vehicle's systems know better whether or not they need the lights on right then to do their thing yeah. anyways. So if it's like a day running light thing or or it was like just the, the crossover at dusk, was it just not on? If there was a mechanical failure and the lights weren't actually doing what they were supposed to be doing, um, then then why didn't the car know why didn't the car do something about it you know what what are the what are the rules there um yeah well i suppose i suppose we know what the law actually is but it will be interesting to see how it is enforced yeah that is interesting it reminds me there was a there was a video that went viral on youtube whenever teslas first started coming out and there was an officer that pulled over a guy driving uh and for some for some other reason but then he got pissed off that this person that this guy had decided to mount a, a laptop to his, to his dash. And he said, you can't do that. And he gives him an earful and starts yelling at him. And he's like, this is the card. This is the way it's made. This is, and it's pretty funny. And then finally the officer gives up and walks oh, that's away. Hilarious. And it's all in video on YouTube. It's pretty funny. I don't remember that one, but I'll have to go find it. Ooh, this is yeah, interesting. There's, Intel there's another good one. Operations in Russia. Well, do Sorry, I- Ed to the total non sequitur there, but Intel suspends all operations in Russia. There's been a lot more of that um, tech companies, but big global entities yeah. that are suspending operations in Russia. Dell just did. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's fascinating. And uh, or I say just I, did, I, maybe I, weeks ago, I don't know, but sure. I mean, I just, when did that start like a month ago? Uh, um, it's like six, eight, Weeks now? That many I mean, weeks? I thought it was only like 35 yeah. or 40 days of, of actual fighting. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, maybe I don't know when it started exactly. I, well, I certainly mm, February that. 20th. Uh, yeah. So just it's yeah. just 40 days. Almost or two so, months. Right? Oh, yeah. no. Gosh. February. You said February. Wow. February right. 20th. I was way Wait, off. what? Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. Nope. This is February 20th, 2014. Or when did the probably the a little Russian early. Ukrainian war start? <laughs> yeah, Crimea, in right? 2022, Russia. Oh, February 24th in 2022. Yeah, so not still not far off. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, yeah. That's it. That's what is that? 40, 50 days. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, uh, it's it, the the sanctions have been very interesting. The watching the um, corporate entities back off has been interesting too. I think it would be fun. Maybe the fun is the wrong word, but to be in the room to sort of hear some of the conversations, because I'm sure that there's some sort of governmental influence on on that thing as well. This can't all just be like a a public relations campaign sort of material. Right. There, yeah, there yeah. has to be some concerted effort, but uh, I don't shy of actually sanctioning the entirety of Russia, which I, we don't do. Right. Um, telling Intel to cease operations is also not something that the United States government does. We don't tell private corporations singularly to just stop doing business. We legally yeah. sanction them, and then then they have no choice. So seeing seeing that um, sort of happening in, in real time, I think, has been very interesting. And some of the companies, of course, that are very publicly being sort of highlighted as ceasing operations, they're so fundamental to how literally everything works i mean yeah. dell intel these are these are 
baseline, how, how does our internet work, right? Like, right. You can't, you cannot function without access to, to some of these companies. And if, if the Dells of the world, HPs, uh, Intels, that sort of stuff, if they are completely ceasing operations, uh, I'm going to assume that includes support. And if support is yanked, yeah. uh, you know, imagine, imagine a catastrophic outage and not having a, uh, a supplier to call an OEM to, to go. Yeah. Dial I mean, it's, it. yeah. So like, uh, here's some, here's some data on that for autos, auto manufacturers, uh, Ford, GM, Toyota, Volkswagen, Nissan, they've all, uh, uh, suspended operations there for aviation, Boeing, Airbus for big tech, Airbnb, Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Hitachi, IBM, Intel, Dell, Microsoft, Netflix, Nintendo, Roku, Sony, Spotify, Twitter, yeah, YouTube, uh, so on and so on. And then it goes through consulting, energy and metals, uh, BP, Exxon, uh, Shell, finance. So MasterCard, Visa, American Express. Like this goes on and on and on and on, right? And there's, there's some yeah. arguments too about doing that is going to hurt citizens in the country that disagree. And there's also the nuances too of stuff like uh, McDonald's, which yeah. um, is franchised out and just owned by right. like a, a local family that lives in the neighborhood. And, and so people are criticizing. Now they're doing their own thing. Well, there's some, I don't know the full details on the, the McDonald's thing for an, for example, but they were saying something, there's something like 600 McDonald's in Russia that aren't owned by McDonald's sure. HQ. They're like just right. franchised they're out franchised. and owned by a local family, which is interesting because sure. I didn't think that they were doing that, but all right. We out of news here. We done. I think we are. I, I am certainly okay. done. There's plenty more to talk about, but nothing that's jumping off the page is being super exciting. It's good stuff we already touched on. So I think that brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. Thanks for listening, y'all. We hope you enjoyed it. We sure did. And we will talk to you soon, hopefully Wednesday. And we appreciate you. So thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Bye. Adios.